Hey guys, welcome back. It's episode 20. It's the oh, finale. Oh my god. The finale episode. Very sad, but now, very happy. But, um, it's, yeah. it's been a ride. When well, the fuck did we start this? We started this in like January. January something. Well, January it's, for, like, it's currently like almost June when yeah. Maria will be turning 18. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yay. And there's a lot fucking going on for us. I have exams coming up, so... But we hope season two will be good and what we expect it to be because I have high expectations and I don't like to be disappointed. But anyway, (laughs) so this is episode 20 and we'll be talking about... What are we talking about, Maria? Dreams. Uh, And? Sleep. So we're just going to be talking about sleep. In Well, it sounds fucking boring when I just say sleep, but we're going to start off with just, you know, our complex relationship with such a simple and con- yeah. and just like isn't it weird how as humans we just need and just a living yeah. we just, as living beings you literally just we need, need to like shut die down for a you need bit. to like shut down for we a need bit. to die to live because uh-huh. that's like um, our cells are regenerating and like yeah. we're growing it's fucking weird but we'll be talking about our relationship with sleep and then we'll be talking about sleep paralysis experiences and dreams um just cooked fucking dream and nightmares and what else just you know and like sleep and dreams and like a psychological from yeah. a psychological perspective, I guess. But yeah, so fuck. Um, Let's start with our relationship like, with yeah. sleep. Mine has been very complex over the years. I used to like sleep too much or like not get enough sleep at all. Um, when I was a kid, I would actually like my mum and dad. Kind of, I was very hyperactive as a kid, and they kind of told my I lived in Indonesia, so we had babysitters and maids and shit. So they told my babysitter to kind of give me nap time, like, every day. So I would kind of, you know, not be so all over the place and, like, interrupt the other jobs, I guess. So I would be forced into nap time. But it was fucking abusive. I was abused in a lot of ways by, like, my caretakers. But I... Oh, sorry, trigger warning. But... So I would be forced to do nap time, but I wouldn't, like, I couldn't sleep, you know, because they just do nap time at weird times of the day or, like, I don't know, actually, I can't remember if it was weird times of the day or if it was a certain date, but I was, a certain time, sorry, but I was just not in the mood to sleep most of the time. So she would be very angry and abusive physically and verbally for me to get to sleep you can psychoanalyze this memory. No. <laughs> but there was one time that I very, fucking very much so remember um, from a long time ago, which I don't really remember a lot of my childhood in like, great detail, but there was this one time that I remember. I was sleeping, and a lot of people can vouch for this. A lot of people that I've slept with, it, like, people who have, like, you know, like, the girlies included, you know, like, people who have slept in bed with me, in a bed with me. Um, or just, like, seeing me sleep, they can vouch that my eyelids are too small and my eyes will open and, like, I'll sleep with my eyes open and I will look dead, but my eyes are open. I can vouch for this. A lot of fucking people can vouch for this. So it's it's happened ever since I was little. I was sleeping, truly sleeping. My eyes were open um, and I was having, like... I was in my, like, REM cycle, like, the rapid eye movement, so my eyes were, like, twitching. 
So my fucking ma like, this babysitter starts hitting the fuck out of me and just like screaming at me. She's like, you're fucking lying. Like you're not sleeping. Like you're not actually sleeping. And I'm like, like a young child, like so delirious, like just fucking woke up. What the fuck? And I'm just, I feel like that definitely affected me. A hundred percent. But yeah, so sleep. But like growing up, my relationship with sleep, I was definitely in, had insomnia of some sort for a very long time. Probably like age not I don't know when I was a kid up until age probably 14 15 16 and then after that I got like severely depressed like of course I had like little like depressive episodes from now and then but I feel like 16 I was like depressed like disgusting like constant mm -hmm. sleeping and in bed like yeah. that kind of depression um so then I was sleeping too much but then I was just, like, waking up constantly. And then I can't remember when this happened, but ended up seeing a psychiatrist and a psychologist and shit, and they were like, all right, so do you want melatonin or quetiapine? And I was like, fucking quetiapine, dog. Uh -huh. not, not in that sense, but yeah. it definitely was what I needed. Is in com like, not, not melatonin, you know? Um, well, uh, but yeah, so I don't know what my fucking at the moment it's pretty good. I'll probably get tired like around like one thirty ish latest, and then I'll like have to go to bed. But like I'm definitely not getting this recommended one seven to eight hours of sleep. But, yeah, but but it's fine. Like I feel like I can function. So yeah, I Maria, like what's what's your relationship with sleep? Okay. Um, sorry guys, <laughs> I'm eating. My relationship with sleep has always been really, I guess, reflective of my, like, mental state. Um, that and also it's never been healthy um, from since, like, when I was a kid. Because I would, like, stay awake um, when I was, like, very little. Sorry, guys, I'm a mess. Okay, so I would say from, like nine onwards I started kind of fucking with my sleep schedule because it wasn't that I couldn't fall asleep it was that I didn't want to um mm, yeah it was the fear of like missing something if I was asleep and if I I just I hated the fact that like going to sleep made me feel anxious yeah. so I would force myself to stay awake up until my body literally couldn't handle it and I had to fall asleep um and so that was for like maybe from like nine to 14 I would just like stay awake as long as I could because I like hated the idea of, of sleeping and then from like 14 to I would say 16 I my problem wasn't falling asleep but it was like staying asleep mm. there would be a lot of nights where I would be constantly waking up every few hours and would have to like put myself back to bed there were some nights where I would have really bad sleep paralysis that would last, like, 20 to 30 minutes, and then I would fall back asleep. Um, I guess not fall back asleep, but, like... Because your mind is kind of asleep during sleep paralysis, but also kind of, like... I don't know, but... Um, I'd be able to put myself back to sleep after that, and then there would also be times where I would have nightmares so bad that it would mm, be waking cool. me up throughout the night. Um... And sometimes those nightmares were so bad that I couldn't put myself back to sleep because I was in so much, like, distress. Um, and then from, like, 16 to 17, I guess it's, like, 
up until now, I guess it's been okay. Like, it's not the best. Um, yeah, I definitely don't get the, like, recommended amount of sleep every night, but my problem now is, is that I'm always tired. No shit, Um, dude. I can sleep for, like, 10 hours, 11 hours, 12 hours. I'll still be tired. I can get eight hours of sleep, I'll be tired. Um, it's really bad. Like, I'm, I'm in a constant state of exhaustion, but it's not the exhaustion where it's like I could fall asleep at any minute. It's just like my brain is so tired and like overworking and too much going on in my brain. And I just like need to like rest. Too much to do. And I think I'm just burnt out. I think that's what it is. I'm pretty burnt out. But mm. yeah, that's my, that's my, okay. I'm going to talk more Perfect. about sleep paralysis when we get yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got three things to add actually that I forgot to add on to. Firstly, like kind of in relation to that, Maria. Mm-hmm. Um... I've, I've, I've had a few close people in my life, like, my, I can't, I don't know if I should say her name, um, but, like, my bitch, my, one of my other besties, like, she suffered with chronic fatigue, like, when I first met her, and just, like, she told me she, you know, like, like, diagnosed chronic fatigue, she had been experiencing it for a while, and she also had, like, iron deficiency and shit like that, and, I don't know, like, a lot of women, and even guys, like, a lot of men with ADHD that I know also have chronic fatigue and i don't know like i maybe you could potentially i think you've said this to me before because i did i thought it was my iron and so i went to go get my iron tested (laughs) and i found out that mm, if you're iron deficient it basically means you don't have enough red blood cells in your body my problem wasn't red blood cells it was something else in association to my iron like my iron storage or something but it was still not at a low enough level for me to be experiencing the level of fatigue like anemia yeah like it's not it's not low enough for me to be anemic basically and so when i went when i got my blood test results they basically said you're not anemic that's not the cause for your fatigue and so now i'm kind of they were like, bitch, it ain't your blood, it's your brain. Yeah, that's what they said to me, and then that, that made me spiral, but that's a story for another I was day like, two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, second of all, for a long time, actually, I think, I don't know, it's like, okay, it's pretty bittersweet, it's like two sides to the, sto- like, to the story. It's like, for a very long time, I could only sm- go to sleep if I either had a cigarette or I smoked weed. Um... I don't know why the fuck oh, I had to have too. a dart I before to, I went I to sleep. I used to also have to, like, I would yeah. stay up until I could have until a dart. Until I could have a dart, until my yeah. parents went to bed so I could Fun. have a dart. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I could fall asleep. Yeah, me too. And But sometimes they'd be, you know, up so late, and then I might, that would fuck with my sleep. But anyways, so, and then for a while, like, it was, like, having blood, and then I could sleep. And, yeah, you could look at it like, oh, yeah, like, the cannabis, like, probably, like, that's a good, like, it's, it's helping you with your sleep. But for, it also kind of made me reliant rely on it yeah so i would only i don't know for a while i would need it to fall asleep like yeah um but anyway so my third thing um yeah like the nightmare thing um so with the post-traumatic stress disorder i used to be waking it's a lot better now but like would wake the like in my like terrible terrible fits of like like months like periods of just extreme paranoia and just like like trauma responding um it was so common for me to just wake up violently Mm -hmm. like screaming and just like fucking shaking and did you ever all that jazz did you ever like have that thing where you would (gasps) i don't know if this is you'd be like 
yeah, yeah. I just yeah. acted out the um, movement. Not what I was referring to, oh, okay. but but yeah, I get that as well. But um, do you ever like? Okay, I take frequent naps. I take a lot more naps than I used to. Not every day, but there was a period where I was taking naps every day. Every time I wake up from a nap. My heart rate is so fast. Oh my god. And my heart is like beating out of my chest and I feel yeah. so like dehydrated. Yes. And I feel like I'm like having like you a panic disgusting. attack every yeah. I, I honestly it's not when I wake up in the mornings. It's only after a nap that I yes. wake up and I feel like I'm having yes. a panic attack. Yes. Especially I don't know if this is this like a universal thing. I don't know thing? if it's like what you're in refer- in reference to what you're saying, but especially the naps where you have a nap, you're like, Okay, I'm gonna wake up in fifteen minutes and then you wake up and, and it's, it's like, like dark hours later. Dark yeah. hours later, sometimes the morning after yeah. and you're like feel like you're sweating, you're you dehydrated, so, you're, so you're like in all your clothes, you're yeah. like lights are on, like your mm-hmm. phone's not charged, like yeah. And you're, like, fucking freaking out and your heart's beating so fast, but you're, like, so dead and you, like, are dizzy and you're, like... Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I need to get... I think both of us need to get this sleep talker, like, app because... Yeah. I've heard Maria fucking <laughs> say and scream shit in her sleep. I and I know in my sleep. Me too. Um, and I know for a fucking fact that I scream and say shit in yes, my sleep. Yes, um, And also, really Maria is also capable of saving lives really in her re- sleep. I I was shocked when she told me this. Can I tell the yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have really good reflexes while I'm sleeping, apparently, because we were sleeping at Michelle's house, and I was dead asleep. I have <laughs> no memory of this occurring. I don't remember anything. I just remember waking up in the morning. Apparently, Michelle started falling off the bed, and I immediately go and, like, grab her. And, I was like... like <gasps> like stop her from falling and just like go back to sleep and i do not remember this happening but apparently i'm good she at made like lives. fucking eye contact with me like grabbed my hands and pulled me like full force i have no memory of that's, this that's so sick i love that but oh. yeah okay let's get into sleep paralysis oh okay do you want to tell like yeah. three experiences yeah so let me just say i'm pretty sure i first found out about sleep paralysis when i was like a kid like me watching too. youtube me like too, i don't yeah. know if i can, was like shane dawson or something along mm-hmm. that breed um along that breed um, um, but yeah, so I don't think, but that, at that time I, I hadn't experienced it yet, but there were a few times, okay, I'm going to say, do you want to, do I say one, you say one? Yeah, and we'll do okay, three cool. each. So my first one, um, there was, okay, I don't know if this was, okay, so I think the, I think this may have been my first or second time having it, keep in mind I've only had it probably three, four times, most of the time it's when I sleep on my back, but yeah, this first time I was next to my mum, we were like in her bed having like a day nap i'm pretty sure i fucking wake up like can't breathe like can't move she's right next to me what like, age was this sorry i was probably th- like i was in high school i think like 12 13 maybe okay, okay. um maybe even 14 i i like couldn't i woke up opened my eyes really fast i couldn't move i couldn't i could barely breathe i couldn't speak all I could see was straight on or I could move my eyes from left to right and I could see my mum. And I was like, in my head I was screaming. I was like, mum, like mum. But it doesn't come out. But like, it comes out like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fucked. Um, but I can't remember if I could, if I like heard myself screaming or if I was trying to scream and it wasn't. I think I was trying to scream, but all I could hear was like me like yeah. just mumbling. mumbling. Yeah. Um, so obviously mum didn't wake up. 
But then, like, I got, it felt like forever. Like, I felt like I was dying. It was fucking terrifying. But I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it didn't last, like, that long at all. Like, probably two minutes it, tops. It and usually I, feels a lot longer than it is. And I yeah. think I eventually moved or I went back to sleep. I can't remember. But it was fucking terrifying. Um, okay, you oh, go. Oh, bestie. Yeah, okay, that's terrifying. Um, I'm just going to start by saying that I learned about sleep paralysis as a kid as well. One, through YouTube. Two, um... A lot of my family friends and like my like my grandma and stuff have like experienced sleep paralysis and then they would talk to us about it and then I sort of learnt what it was through them. Mm-hmm. But I had my first experience of sleep paralysis was probably when I was like fourteen and it was constant until about the age of sixteen. Like I never really st- like I would have it so often, but there was my sleep paralysis, I sort of got used to it to the fact to the point where I could put myself back to sleep and nothing really happened. But there were a few occurrences where I would have, like, weird, crazy hallucinations. Um, and I'm going to tell you about my first one. So my first halluc- like hallucination, I guess, sleep paralysis, was actually my first time having sleep paralysis. And I was... This was also at the time where I would, like... I, there was like a phase where I would like sleep on the couch downstairs. Um, oh yeah. I don't know why, but I just enjoyed it, so I did that. Um, it's like a holiday. Yeah. Or depression. So at the time, <laughs> at the time that this happened, my mum was working as airport security, so she would wake up at like four in the morning, make a coffee, take a shower, get dressed, and go to work, and she'd be gone like all day. So I woke up in sleep paralysis. I was laying on the couch, like, back flat, like, lying on my back. And I wake up, and it's, like, completely, like, pitch black downstairs, by the way. And I'm, like, completely... I, like, have no idea what's happening. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I couldn't really see because it was, like, pitch black outside. Um, And so I... All I can hear is my mum making a coffee downstairs going upstairs to take a shower and then I hear her leave the house get in her car and drive away and after that point I started putting myself back to sleep this whole time I was trying to like get myself to move and get get myself to like speak I was trying to call out for my mum and obviously um that didn't work um and so I fell back asleep eventually and in the morning, I woke up on the couch, and my mum and my brother are, like, on the couch, like, across from me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, didn't she go to work? So I ask her, I'm like, aren't you working today? And she's like, no. I was like, did you wake up at, like, four or five in the morning? She was like, no. So I completely just hallucinated my mum. That's weird. Are like, you getting ready this? for work and, like, making her coffee, like, her daily morning routine. I guess because I had it built into my head because I would hear her doing this so much because I would be up oh, awake. Yeah. And so it just, like, was built into my mind and then I probably just hallucinated it. But, yeah, that was really weird and that stuck with me for a long time. But, yeah, that was my first scary sleep paralysis story thanks okay my second one um so in my room i've got a bunk bed because at one point my dad was like okay you need friends you Ooh. need friends to sleep over we're gonna get you a bunk bed <laughs> but now i'm like 18 anyways so um i had sleep paralysis in that bed i woke up and because there's like a i was on the bottom bunks so the top bunks above me i woke up i look up and so i had a tapestry up on that like the bottom of the top bunk so the top like, it's what I'm looking at if I'm laying on the bottom bunk. I used to have, like, 
tapestries up on that um, during my little like acid bitch phase. So I had that and I look up and they're like draped above me, but I like hallucinated this big, like dark, like creature with like long hair. I suppose that's in my brain because I'm like Indonesian and all our ghosts have long black hair. But yeah, like this like big, like heavy creature above me and I couldn't breathe very well. I, was, I don't know what happens in sleep paralysis. Like, is my body breathing or am I actually not breathing? Your body is... You're, you're breathing, but... But not getting enough oxygen? Every a universal experience of sleep paralysis is that it feels like there's something sitting on, on your, top of yeah, you yeah. and that you can't breathe. That's a universal experience and it's not really been explained. Okay. Um, so well, do fucking, that what you will. Fucking figure it out, guys. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I there was this creature above me and, again, I couldn't move... My room was dark at this point. I couldn't move at all. Um, again, this is like this, like the first story. I could, all I could do was move my eyes from left to right. And I look over to my left, and to my left is my door, but my door's got a gap at the bottom. Where was I this can, the one you told me? Yeah, bro. Oh, so um, the door's got a gap at the bottom. Like So like the, there's like a there's like light comes in from that gap. But in that gap, I... Hold on, Maria's gonna yell at her brother, so I'm gonna be right back. Sorry guys. Um so yeah, so in that gap is the light. And I like I don't know why I could the gap's not like I can't see the through the gap very well from where I'm laying, but in that like period I looked out of that gap and it was my childhood bedroom door. Like my childhood wait, is that the no wait this is actually oh yeah no no no. so I look out into my room and it's not my room it's my childhood room from um from Indonesia um and my old my house back then was pretty old it was big but it was fucking old and like kind of gloomy so I was in that my old childhood room and in that room it was the same thing there was a gap under the door so I look over at my door that has that gap and it was the childhood bedroom door but underneath that like in that gap I just saw these like like tentacle-esque like legs kind of like slither past oh what the fuck um, and then again I f- can't really remember if I fell asleep or I woke up but yeah so that was my second story that's fucking terrifying okay um the next one I'm going to tell is one I had about my dead grandfather and then my third one's going to be about my mother because a lot of my <sighs> creepy sleep paralysis stories revolve my some entity pretending to be my mum. Oh, God. Um, That's terrifying. That is, it's so I, Caroline, bro. I know. But um, so this one, oh, I can't remember. I think this was when I was 16, 15, 16, around that age. Um, and it was, was so backstory. My grandpa died of lung cancer when I was in year six. Um, and my family, we have always had weird little experiences around the time of his death. Like he died at the start of the year, Mm -hmm. um, January. And during the month of January, every year we see 11, 11 a lot. And like my mom says that she sees his face, like, when she goes out like there's been times where she would go grocery shopping and she would see his face like in a reflection and just like weird stuff like that um but anyways around the time of his death anniversary I had like a 
uh, a sleep, I had sleep paralysis and it wasn't scary, I suppose, but it was just like off-putting because I woke up and I was sleeping on my side and I woke up and I like couldn't, I couldn't move, obviously. I couldn't speak, but mm-hmm. I could move my eyes and my eyes meet with like, it wasn't like a, I wasn't looking at a person it was just like a ring of light, like in the oh my in the shape of a person. So like That's it was like completely terrifying. black, and then it was just like a a white bright, white like like outline of like <gasps> That's a, of like terrifying. a body. And the body was like, and I had obviously I'm like in sleep paralysis. I have no idea fucking what's going on. But yeah. like I think to myself, I'm like, Grandpa, and he starts speaking to me through my mind because obviously I can't talk because I'm I'm like in sleep process like you can't speak and so i'm literally just having a conversation with my dead grandfather like in my brain like while this like white outline is like staring at me um and then it was like a very it was i don't know i probably just imagined this all in my head because i'm like fucking dead grandpa time of anniversary like brain remembers trauma all of that Mm -hmm. um but I just remember having a conversation to him about, like, how, like, mum was doing and, like, what the fuck? when I'm going to see my grandma next and, like, how she's doing and, like, how's my brother and all that. And I was asking him if he was okay. And then I just fell back asleep. And I didn't remember it the next morning. Like, I woke up and I didn't remember what had happened. And only, like, a few days later did I remember what happened. And I was like, what the fuck? And I told my mum and she freaked out. Um, but, yeah, anyways... That's wow. That. Yeah. My third one, I don't really remember, but I think I was in my mum's room again, but it was at night and I was on my back and I just looked to the like chair with the, like the clothes chair. Okay. Like, you know, like the chair that's got like the clothes on it and, it looks and it's like, like a, a person. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it normally looks like a person when you, when it's just like dark at night, but yeah. then this time it was like a person person. It was like a full shadow person, but I don't really remember it that much. It, it that well but yeah there's that give me your third one okay my third one i i've i'm pretty sure i've told you this one as well but um my bed used to face this way so that i could yeah. see out of this window yeah sorry guys i'm showing michelle and i was laying on my side and so i was laying in a position where i could see outside of my window and outside of my window is like the church courtyard so like you can like see a lot um and so I woke up in sleep paralysis and I saw my mum or like something that looked like my mum like walk through the courtyard and enter my house mm-hmm. and I hear the door like open and I hear what I thought was my mum like lay next to me and like put her oh arm my on my God. leg. I've told you this one, right? I think so. You'll remember. And so this is my fucking most terrifying one. I thought it was my mum. I thought I had just like woken up in that my mum was like sleeping next to me and I couldn't move so I just thought it was a normal experience of sleep paralysis I didn't think I was hallucinating and so I'm like I can't move or anything I'm trying to like talk to my mum can't do it and so her hand is like on my on the side of my thigh and my mum has like acrylic nails but they're not like freakishly long so they're pretty short and they're like um fucking square shaped and all of a sudden, these, like, 
long pointy fingernails start like clawing into the, like the side of my like thigh. Maybe it was me with my stilettos. Maybe it was. <laughs> Go on, um, but yeah, and they like it's like she's not scratching me. She's just like claw like stabbing me with her nails like in my thigh. And I'm, like, trying to scream, and it's, nothing's coming out except for, like, a, uh, and so all I can think to do is to put myself back to sleep, and so I'm trying to sleep, and I'm trying to sleep, and I can't fall asleep, and all of a sudden, I feel this, like, thing come closer to my head and start just, like, screaming in my ear, like, very, like, high-pitched scream, in my ear and I'm I can do nothing but try to put myself back to sleep and eventually I do do you want to know what the craziest thing is when I woke up I had like nail marks <gasps> on my thigh what but I'm I, I could have done it to myself I don't know but I've told yeah. you this story oh yeah no I the have, nail marks actually yeah, I, think I, have, I don't remember this. I had nail marks on the side of my thigh and so I don't know if I really believe in ghosts, but that was fucking terrifying. And who knows? Maybe I did it to myself in response to my hallucination. Yeah, but you never know. Because <laughs> that happens often. Like, or like when you wake up with bruises or like scratches, and you're yeah. like, you probably have done it to yourself. But yeah, that was fucking terrifying. Jeez. And I used to have so many like that, just like of something pretending to be my mum. And I don't know if that's like associated with like my trauma and my mummy issues. Well, but yeah yeah amazing okay before we get into oh actually no this is kind of about this is about dreams so in during my like psychedelic period of my life um i was actually extremely fascinated with sleep and i was i was just i loved researching that was like that was a really actually that was actually a pretty positive period of my life not gonna lie so i was obsessed with sleep and i was obsessed with like interdimensional travel and just yes. like so i tried astral traveling because everyone was like not everyone but like people in my inner circle were like oh like i fucking tried it and it was it was fucking like life-changing so i was like i'm gonna try it but and it didn't like i didn't get could into, you explain what that is first because i have no idea what you're referring i really to. can't remember it okay that well the definition but it's tra- it's like you go into like a meditative 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 state or uh, like a like a sleep like state but your your soul or like your like you know your your consciousness is traveling into higher dimensions uh, and shit okay and like okay so i tried that like i i was going to try, but i didn't like try it it's like a lot of work if it, you know I'm, I don't, I'm not sure where I stand in my beliefs right now but it's a lot of work and people who have done it it's a lot of work for them but I didn't go through the whole process so I never actually asked or traveled if I told you I did I was probably lying but lucid dreaming um so for a, during that time I also tried to make myself lucid dream I had friends that were... I lucid dreamt once on accident. Yeah, so the thing is, so I there was a period where I, I had friends and they like, were constant lucid dreamers accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never had a lucid dream, but I was always hearing about it. And I was like, people were like, oh, you can actually trigger it yourselves. So I, you know, took notes of all my dreams, like did all that shit and like all the things, the videos and things told me to do. And I eventually did it a couple times. Um... And then it went away. Like, I just stopped having the interest in, you know, doing that. Yeah. yeah. 
But then, like, probably four to six months later, I started constantly lucid dreaming accidentally. Um, and, like, the times where I did it on purpose, I would do all this shit, like, you know, like, get with people and, like, fly and yeah. rob places. Um, but then when, when it was accidental, it was a lot more abstract and just, like, kind of, like, uncomfortable almost i felt uncomfortable there was some there were some fun times but it was just kind of uncomfortable because i'm like i shouldn't be feeling like yeah. this because i'm eventually gonna want to i'm i'm gonna be sick of this and in order for me to wake up so i can go into like a normal dream like st- or like a state of sleep i need to kill myself in this yeah. lucid dream and that's kind of uncomfortable when yeah. you're like when you're like depressed and easily triggered and you have no, to like but- do that but then I was killing myself in, like, badass ways, like, blowing myself. Well, okay, I'm, I'm probably not going to talk about this. There was actually a time when I was on this, like, actually sick-ass motorbike, but I was in a... Have you ever seen Ghost Rider? No. There's a movie called Ghost Rider, and it's this, like, fucking skeleton man, like, flaming skeleton man on a bike. So I was on this cliff. This is probably the fucking... One of the, one of the times I did it on purpose. I was on a cliff with these Ghost Rider-esque type bikers on these bikes and i was also on one of these bikes it was massive i can't remember if i was on fire but we all just fucking rode off the cliff and i woke up wow anyway so yeah tell me tell me some dream stories i um okay i'm gonna tell two that really stuck out to me one will be my lucid my lucid dream experience and then another is just a scary dream i had um so I was fascinated with lucid dreaming at, like, 14. Yeah, I was um, 14, 15. Yeah, and I think it's because I saw a lot of it on YouTube, like, Shane Dawson and shit. Um, and so I tried to lucid dream for the longest time, and it never worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there was a tip where it's, like, um, train yourself to count your fingers and so that it becomes a habit to count your fingers so that when you do it in a dream you'll realize you have one extra finger and realize you're dreaming blah 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 i remember doing that stuff like that um but i never actually lucid dreamt on purpose and then i lucid dreamt for the first time like it was actually like a few months ago like it was pretty recent i just somehow i don't know what triggered it but somehow i realized i was dreaming and i was like oh shit like i'm dreaming but yeah. it, it didn't feel like people say it feels oh, like super realistic it felt to like me, it didn't no. it felt like you're it i feels was like dreaming you're in a dream and you're i was just like, it's somewhat like a video aware yeah. yeah it's like you're somewhat aware um yeah exactly and so i was like in a state of like somewhat awareness and so the first thing i'm like okay if i jump up will i be able to fly and so i like jump and i realize that i'm like i'm like flapping my arms around like trying <gasps> yeah, to yeah i've had that yeah and then I like I got too excited and it woke me up because that's what can uh, happen sometimes. It wasn't that I was scared or anything. I got too excited, and oh sorry, it didn't wake me up. It put me back into like a regular dream state. Regular dream state. I like lost all awareness, so it was a very brief. Mm. Yeah, I've had of one of those dreaming. where it was very brief, but my yeah. lucid dreaming. I it was my one of my first like accidental ones. Mm. Um, I just kind of like looked up i think there was a whiteboard or something mm-hmm. and i was like wait what the fuck yeah they that doesn't look like letters and shit and then yeah. i was like oh wait i'm dreaming yeah and i was like oh my god i heard that's this. what happens yeah and then so that was like my only experience with lucid dreaming not gonna lie it sounds cool but i'm like i can't be asked wasting my energy on like, like I'm creating tra- a like dream. i'm just trying like, to sleep like i'm just yeah like tell me in the morning yeah literally um so yeah that was it but then 
I had this, I think I've told you about this dream as well. I had this really fucked up dream where I wasn't aware in the dream. I wasn't lucid dreaming, but it was a very vivid dream. Um, and I was walking in a park with like someone. I've probably seen them around somewhere because every every person you see in your dream you've seen before you because your brain can't create faces. Yeah, like even like there's not that, but like even before me, like the Ghost Rider thing, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I saw Go- Ghost Rider a few days prior. Like everything so. you see in your dreams, you've seen before because your brain can't just create something. Mm. So, um, I was walking with this person in this park. It was a very, very vivid dream. Like, I remember a lot of the details of it. And we were walking on this pathway. And then I remember being like, hey, what's the time? And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm like, what's the time? And she's like, you can't ask me that. And she starts getting really aggressive. Oh, my God, that's so And scary. the whole world that we were in starts collapsing in on us. Like, it, it literally starts, like, like just, like, fizzling away. And I fall into this, and this, like, world escapes. And everyone is, like, screaming at me while this world is, like, collapsing. And I fall into this, like, white, empty room where the walls are, like, closing in on me. That's fucked up. And then I woke up. Bruh. And that was it. <laughs> um, it was obviously a lot longer than that, but... Yeah. I honestly don't remember a lot of my dreams, like... I don't in, remember like, as much in, as like I used interest to. in me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like interesting crazy ones. I, I remember I've just had, like weird ones. Yeah, I've had two that I remembered since I was a kid and I've already told, spoken about that in a previous episode. Um but anyways, I'm so in year four or five, a friend from primary school showed me this like internet thing on the internet. And it was called Have You Seen This Man? Like, it was a man yes, that I know what has allegedly yeah. appeared in thousands of people's dreams. Yes. And at that point, it scared the fuck out of me. I don't think I had seen that man at that point in my dreams. Um, but that, like, face scared the it, fuck out of a, me. It's a really disturbing face. If you don't know what we're referring to, look, look at Have You Seen, seen This Man in Your Dreams? But, like, bro, I fully, like, was so scared no, of it. No, he, he looks so scary. There were theories that he was, like, that he was, like, a real human being. Who I know, I know, I There were also theories that he was, like, a representation of, like, a god, god or yeah. a higher being. I know, it was fucked. Like, was I so was just theories. so scared of this face. And when my people would, like, yeah. people would put up posters around me, like, have you seen this man in your dreams? Because pe- so many people I have, like, hella goosebumps. Oh, fuck, that gives me shivers, man. Like, not even to be dramatic, but, like, I think it's deeply rooted in my brain. Like, I remember my, fr- if if someone even pulled up that picture, I would start no. stopping. You know what, like, we're putting that in the, like, we're gonna make a poll, have you seen him? And, yeah. like, see if people, like, have Because I'm actually curious to see if any of you have, because... <laughs> Do it, on, do it on the Instagram right now. Oh my god, okay, wait, I'm gonna pull up a photo. And then it'll be like, episode 20 out Monday. <laughs> oh my god, um, dream um, man. But bro, no, that's fucked. But yeah, I don't really know. Um, Like, I've got a lot of the classic dreams of, like, being naked in public, like, going to, like, being up like at school and I'm naked, my teeth, my teeth falling out. I've also got, like... I have had a lot of dreams about snakes and rats and, like, no spiders shit. and, like, bugs. Um, Yeah, the teeth thing, like, I also have... OCD so I one of the things is like my teeth falling out so I will like constantly obsessively like run my tongue and my like fingers my index finger like are like on the ridges of my top and bottom jaws teeth 
wait, teeth to the fuck, to like teeth. make sure that they're all there. So when I have dreams of my teeth falling out, it's actually sh- like I shit bricks. I shit, you know. I'm actually putting this on the story. Right Do it, now. babe. But like, yeah. So that shit, the naked shit, and like the people dying and stuff, you know, all that stuff. But I've also, um, I've also you should, yeah. I've also, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I've had I've had a lot of dreams where so I am an immigrant, well, um, and in Indonesia and in Australia, I obviously have like people that I know, um, right? You'd hope so. So, but I've had so many dreams where these people like intertwine and they know each. It's just it's so weird, but it makes sense because I a lot of the time I think like about a friend in Australia I'm like oh my god like they would get along so well with my Indonesian friend or like vice versa but yeah um dreams very strange very strange and even fucking nightmares again like bro oh my relationship with nightmares is really complicated obviously um but yeah the like fucking PTSD nightmares bro just that's a fucking different level of like adrenaline mate oh yeah um and, like, the ones where it's, like, men that have, like, fucked me up. Oh. And it's super graphic. And I wake up and I'm, like, sweating and shivering. And do, you, like, yeah. do you have dreams where you actually feel what's happening Yes, to you? yes, yeah, yes. Like, I will, exactly. Like, in, like, really, like, intense dreams, I will yes, feel Maria. the bodily... Go. Yes, sorry. That, that's a symptom. I'm not trying, oh. no, not me trying to diagnose you, but what, like when I spoke to my psychiatrist, that was the first thing I said. I said I can feel it in my body. I'm having body hallucinations. I wake, I I feel in my sleep. I wake up and I'm still having the pain that I experienced. What the fuck is that? They're like Michelle. Oh, I keep like everything I say to you. It's just like. So yeah. Anyways, let me just give context for the people who think I don't sound like a cunt right now. Maria is so I. We are both severely mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I have had. I've gone through a lot of therapy. Maria's gone through zero. Yeah. So she will say some shit to me, and I'm like, let me just. I find. I think that we are extremely similar in a lot of ways, and like our like thought processes and like how we exhibit our emotions and like how we react to certain stimuli were very similar so sometimes just fucking say shit to me and i'm like motherfucker that's a symptom but you know what like therapy and etc is extremely fucking expensive and inaccessible Time consuming as well um yes in this fucking world so it's obviously not her fault it's no one's fucking fault it's just a shitty fucking honestly reality. though guys but it, i'm it, not in a in a place to actively seek therapy right now i've so much happening and i'm kind of like in an okay place. i know what you're saying and so. that's that's exactly what i've been telling myself for months but someone said to me the other day you don't you don't you shouldn't only get therapy when you're unwell and then that's I'm, true in my head i'm like yeah right but you're also like I'm from the golden that, yeah. you're from the golden triangle babe like you're from like dark Heath. like you're rich like i'm sorry i'd love to do that and thank you for thinking that you probably don't know much about this from like other people's points points of views but mm, i'm sorry babe but i can't look the the healthcare system specifically with mental health is fucked no Um, it's not real 
Because, listen, paying a hundred something dollars per session is just completely unrealistic for most people. And I could go on a ramble about how it needs to become more accessible and the only only help that is really accessible isn't the greatest it's help not, it's shit um and strange not, not say fucking like look shit. i completely understand when people say you need to get help blah 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 i've shit to pay for and shit to do um so yeah, that's it. Anyways. Anyways, back to sleep. <laughs> um, so Maria, let's get onto the topic of the psychoanalytic the psychoanalytic point of view. Yeah. You're gonna be learning about this in counseling, by the way, if Go you choose on. counseling. So, um, in Freudian theory of psychoanalysis surrounding sleep, dreams play a huge role in in dreams are a big teller of your repressed trauma your deepest unconscious desires basically everything that you can't consciously think about and understand it is put into your like i guess the unconscious part of your mind which holds everything that is either too much for you in that moment and your brain doesn't think you're ready to understand it and so it'll either come out a lot of that is repressed trauma and just like deep desires that are i guess too disturbing to think about consciously so a lot of that will come out through like anxious tics or like fidgeting with your hands or like if you get like a weird chill down your spine and if you like in with a certain smell or like mm. if you like walk into a room and you smell something and you get really anxious and really you feel like a chill down your spine that's often a repressed trauma memory um or if you dream about like a lot of dreams have very like they have like symbolic meanings that you need to decode and a lot of the times no one else can do it for you because it depends on how your brain works and what you've gone through personally and how you perceive things so a lot of we did a lot of dream work in our unit this year and a lot of that is figuring out what were the main objects in your dream, what was the main environment, what was happening. And often it's not what you think it is. A lot of people will be like, my parents were fighting in my dream. I maybe, maybe I'm like, it's just because they got divorced and my brain just remembers that. Usually it's not. Usually if your parents are fighting, it's more of a, um, you're having conflict with someone else in your life and you're scared that it's going to turn out the same way your parents did or it's usually yeah you you have to decode it for yourself but we i find it really interesting that the brain finds ways to hide things in dreams because often a lot of the things in your unconscious mind are too disturbing to be in your dreams so your brain will cover that up with something else um in order to not wake you up and scare the shit out of you oh. so that's something cool i learned um and i've been trying to do a lot of my own dream meanings dream journaling um i haven't been really keeping on track with it lately um mostly because i haven't been remembering many dreams but there was a stage where i was constantly remembering my dreams and i was always writing them down trying to figure them out um so yeah you guys should try it i think it's it's good to try yeah. and understand what's going on in your mind sometimes but yeah one other cool sleep thing is so my dad is a big f- fan of psych psychiatry and psychology so when i was very so he tells me all this fucking shit all the time and i love it 
But okay, so when I was younger, and obviously I'd pissed the bed a lot, um, he, instead of like, I don't know, he, he'd be like, oh, Michelle, like, y- you're meant to like wake up. Like, you're, you're, if you have a dream, dream that you're going to the bathroom, that's your brain telling you to wake up so you don't pee, piss the bed. Like, you've got to train yourself to like, like when you like notice in your dream that you're like going to the bathroom in your dream, like you're meant to wake up because you're going to piss the bed. Um, and yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because that's yes. happened so. That's happened like a few times in my life where I've like dreamt that I'm like, I've I'm in the bathroom, a very dreamlike bathroom. I sit on a very dreamlike throne. <laughs> I start peeing, and then oh my god, I feel the piss, but it's actually like on the top part of my back now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's weird. Dreams are weird because they're a lot more than we think they are. Like, when I learned that your brain literally covers things up as normal every day, there's a thing called um, daytime recycling in dreams, where basically your your brain will take in everything that new that you've... Well, not new, but, like, something about that day that you observed. Mm. And it will cover up really disturbing unconscious desires and trauma through that. Yeah. So if you, like, were on the bus that day and, like, I don't know, saw, like, a... Saw, like, fuck, I don't know, so what's a weird bus thing? Um, saw someone screaming at the bus driver. You might have a dream about that, but it's not actually just because you witnessed that happen. It's um, a cover-up for something a lot deeper. And so a lot of people who do psychodynamic hmm. therapy, who their therapists work with them on a lot of dream talk and a lot of what that could mean. Obviously, not every single dream has meaning, but a lot of the ones that you remember and that stick with you, um, think about those because a lot of therapists will work with people on dreams and just like bodily reactions to certain situations to figure out what's going on and if you've repressed a trauma or if... Yeah, so anyways. Yeah, no shit. Like, sleep therapy is very fucking interesting. I'm pretty sure there is actually, like, yeah, like a, a lot so. of those. Because um, when I went to my DBT psychologist and I was talking to her about, like, my PTSD, she was like, hey, like, I think this therapy called EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and pro- reprocessing therapy, I think that would be extremely beneficial for you. I haven't actually done that yet because I've a lot of a lot of reasons <laughs> personally not because i've got anything against this method yeah. um but like a lot of people have given me feedback being like it's actually really really helpful and it's helped me with a lot of my trauma and i'm just gonna read off google what it like what it is um so i actually don't know if it is just to do with your eye movement or if it's to do with your like like rem cycle sleep it's got something to do with the eyes. So if I'm completely wrong in saying that it is related to sleep, I'm sorry. But it's a mental health treatment technique and the method involves moving your eyes a specific way while you process traumatic memories. Okay, so I guess it's got nothing think, to do with sleep. But it's... Um, from what whatever. I've, I've... We briefly talked about um, EMDR in one of my counseling classes like it was just randomly brought up because we were talking about which form of therapy okay it's got nothing to do with sleep never mind which form of like therapy we would go into i think the um i think the idea of the eye movement 
while you're sleeping. I don't think it really has much to do with sleep itself, but I think it's very like like very briefly connected with like I'm like rapid yeah like eye the same like similar part of your brain probably I think it, it just like memories like memories your, and yeah. eyes being connected I think it triggers something to help you process or like even remember trauma I've heard yeah one exactly. of my friends from my counseling class she said she did that form of therapy and she was remembering things as that she, she was, didn't remember yeah yeah because, because it, a lot of it's supposed to help you understand your trauma because the thing with trauma is it it you get flashbacks because your brain hasn't fully processed it and it's trying to figure out what that missing part of the story is so it keeps bringing it back and then you keep shutting it down but it wants you to process it so emdr helps you process it but it requires you to dig up that trauma and then you can tell you a fun fact about repressed trauma yes that we learned as well a lot of the time your brain and your body mostly your brain will know if you are ready to deal with a trauma that you've repressed. Yeah. So that makes sense. Do you know, I'm not going to call out what it was that you told me, but do you remember when you told me, oh, I remembered this incident when from I was my a childhood. Kid. Yeah. Just randomly. Yeah. That's not on accident. Your brain gives it to you when it thinks you're ready. I feel like it definitely did. It was because a sexual trauma story. It, because um, I feel like if you were, if you had remembered that when I was like eight earlier, years old, you that would have fucked, fucked me up, you, up, you know, because I wouldn't understand it. Your, but I was like seventeen. Your and brain I was is like, very okay. clever. It is very powerful. It gives things to you when you're ready to deal with it. Um, and so a lot of the time, when you randomly remember repressed trauma. And don't have as big of a reaction to it, I suppose. You're obviously still reacting emotionally to the situation, but you can sort of cope with it, right? That's because your brain understands that you're at a point where you can deal with that. Um, And I also want to say, I read a book, which I think you guys should all... By the way, so sorry that happened to you. Um, (laughs) But you dealt with it well. Um, I read a book that I think a lot of people should read. It's really, it's it's pretty common knowledge, I would say, but it's good to have a grasp on trauma as a whole. It's called You're Not Broken by Sarah Woodhouse. Um, and I'm just going to give you, I'm just going to tell you something because a lot of people have a misconception of trauma. People think that trauma is a big life-changing event that fucks you up for life. Oh, no. No, guys. Trauma comes big or small. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of... Everyone has trauma, whether it be a small traumatic It could event. be mo- moving houses a lot. Yeah. Moving schools a lot. You know? Trauma, by definition, is an event or situation in your life that impacts the way you perceive something or the way you be, like react to something. So whether it be fucking i don't know yeah like she said like moving houses a lot that might not be traumatic in the sense that it leaves you feeling depressed for the rest of your life or or you get ptsd from it whatever but it's traumatic in the way that you never have like stability in one area you don't feel stability in one environment because you grow up with that you probably grow up and you're a job hopper you relationship hop that's trauma and that's something that you have to process because trauma is an unprocessed memory slash memories um so i don't like when people say you don't know what trauma is you haven't lived through any trauma Everyone has, well, like, 90-ish percent of people will have some sort of, unless you live a perfect life, which I doubt anyone has, 
Most some people, actually do, but well, some do, but I think it's very weird. Very, people. very, rare. very weird. Lucky fucking yeah. people. But it's at, most people will have like a traumatic event at one point. At least one life. or two. At least one or two. And obviously, it's different from if you were to have experience a huge like life changing, severe, yeah. severe traumatic event. But it's still trauma. But trauma is just something that your brain responds to weirdly, and I guess. I wouldn't say abnormally because nothing is normal, but uh, uh, what's a good word for it? Not how most people would react to something, I suppose. So, like, I have this weird thing where a certain, like, men's cologne, not every single type of men's cologne, but, like, a certain one, like, very strong smelling, I don't know how to explain it, but when I smell that, I get a really, like, I get goosebumps and I feel like I can't breathe. And I feel, do I know why this happens? No, I have no fucking idea. But when I smell this, like, one specific type of men's cologne, which I really do, but if I'm, like, walking by and someone's wearing it and I smell it, I freak the fuck out. Um, I have not figured out why that is. I'm sure oh. I will eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, that's that's trauma. It's just things. Anyways. Yeah, every time <clears throat> I see trucks, like, a certain kind of truck... I, like I clench like every fucking hole in my body, eyes included, my eyes shut. I'm like, what the? F- That's weird. Hmm. So oh wait, actually, is- I think I know why. Why? I'm gonna <laughs> tell you off camera. Mm. Um, well, we because to- I'm scared that the person that okay. I. D- well, well, we need to stop me. anyway because it's almost been an hour. Not okay, doing cool. a fucking song of the week. Really? I was going to say, have you not fucking found it? Come no. on. Oh, maybe. Let me, let me, let I've me. got two. <clears throat> um, Should I say my two first? Actually, yeah. Vamp Anthem by Playboy Cardi. Play. We love to hear it. Okay. Okay, mine have been two Lana songs because I'm... Of course. Um, You've been really into Lana recently. Lana was my top artist last year. Yeah, but like it's been like it's uh, made. No, a I, I have, now. I've, ha- yeah, I've, I have periods where I listen to a lot of Lana. It's when I'm feeling like transitional in my life, <laughs> um, or like I'm going backwards. Or oh. anyways, but at the moment it's like a transitional period in my yeah. life, so I'm like listening to a lot of Lana. But um, okay, so top two that I've been listening to a lot at the moment. Number one, say yes to heaven. Number two, peppers. Um, yeah, and that is all for episode 20 and we Emily has seen the story yeah period no, as she should she's seen him oh she's seen yeah. him yeah cool one person has seen the man um yeah so say your goodbyes Maria we won't be seeing you guys for a <gasps> guys, while we'll, we'll wait, be a lot older it's making me really sad because when I come back I'm gonna be 18 yeah I'm like in my second semester of uni and like we're gonna have like different setup like wait it's making me really sad bro I'm gonna be I'm gonna look so different by then let's Thank you guys for staying with us. People actually do listen. Like yeah. I think like no one I'm fucking like listens. But like, I look at the analytics listen. from now like every now and then. Yeah, and people, people listen. listen and it freaks me out. But yeah. Thank you guys. For listen more guys, tell your friends. Thank you guys <laughs> for listening to us ramble for the past twenty episodes. Um I know we've been a bit of a mess, but honestly this has been a really good outlet for me. Honestly, um, same. 
even though sometimes I have to be honest, I don't feel up to recording. Not. Yeah. I have to say that it's been a really good way for me to just let things out and just talk about things and that just, like, I guess really you can't really you can't really just like talk about stupid. these things in like a regular conversation, right? No. So it's well, like, you can, but it's hard to do when you're so to, busy and yeah. you live in Perth, you know. And so it's been really enjoyable. Um, we've talked about a lot. Um, thank you guys for keeping this information safe. Um. <laughs> I love you guys. I do. I love you guys. I, I know. Love you guys. I know. I've been. Oh, I know. I've been like. I know. I've been avoiding saying I love you guys because I have an issue with saying that. But I love you guys. Thanks for. Oh. Thanks for being here. We'll see you guys in we'll, a few we'll months. We'll see you in a few months. Bye. Bye.